Hey, this is Sean Mandoli, and I'm the pastor of Sanctuary LA, and you're listening to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this message encourages and inspires you. Remember to follow us on social media at My Sanctuary LA and enjoy the message. And we're going to just jump right into this. I'm just going to flow with this here. Um, uh, but we're going to uh, preach a message here just quickly here. Uh, I mean that. I'm not going to preach too long. I just want to kind of touch on some scriptures and just to provide maybe just some, some word for what God just did. And so Matthew chapter 14, verse 23, it says, And, and, he, and when he had sent the multitudes away, uh, by the way, he, Jesus just fed 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread. So somebody say miracles, right? And, and when he had sent the multitudes away, and actually he sent, he brought the disciples away first, sent the multitudes away, and, and he went with the disciples, and then he took it another level. He went up on the mountain, everybody say a mountain, by himself, somebody say by himself, to pray. Say that with me again, say by himself, to pray. Say it again, everybody with me, say by himself, to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. Everybody say, he was alone. Say this when we say, alone isn't bad. Being alone in prayer is good. So in, in, in finishing strong here, this is a beautiful, I'm going to read it one more time, and then I'm just going to jump into my points here. And when he had sent the multitude away, I wonder if it's just, this is the mic doing that. If so, I don't mind switching. Um, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. All right. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. Jesus is our prime example of this. And we're in, in finishing strong. This year, a season strong. Here's my first point here. Find a place of solitude before the new year. All right? I think we kind of had a, had a community solitude moment. Can I get a witness? I feel like God just did that. He's like, look, I'm going to get you all alone here and in and, 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 and a moment in my presence. But I want to encourage you even before the new year. And I'm not saying this needs to be uh, all night, overnight, go find a mountain somewhere, somewhere and you know, necessarily, um, but find a place of solitude before the new year, all right? You can find a place where you're alone, okay? I have three kids, and I'm married, and, and, um, and sometimes um, solitude is hard to find. Can I get a witness from a parent in here? Come on. Yeah, I got a brother in here with his baby raising his hand in church, right? But find a place of solitude before the new year, all right, and some of us, maybe some of us do this better than others, but sometimes maybe it's a personality thing. Some of us are like, no, man, I energize around people. I'm kind of like that. I energize around people. I like being on people. I like having people over the house. I like being, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very much an extrovert. But regardless of your personality, I want to encourage you here. If you want to finish strong and you want to start strong, you got to get along with God. And, and it doesn't need to be forever and hours and hours or something, but I'm just saying there's something powerful about finding a place of solitude before the new year. Somebody say amen. And that word alone, it means solitary, all right? Anybody like to play the card game solitaire? I love to play it. Like I, I'm all, it's kind of like therapeutic for me. I love, I just sit there on the, I mean, I don't have it on my iPad or anything, but I have, I have actual cards. 
And so I like to, it kind of just, you know, I like to play. I'm teaching Gia how to play. So she's going to be the best seven-year-old solitaire player out there. Um, but, um, you know, it's a, it, why do they call it solitaire? Because it's for one person. But my, Gia tends to want to do the one, two, three flip. Anybody play solitaire? Raise your hand. Yeah, so she wants to flip the cards for me. And she's slow. I'm like, girl, you're too slow. You need to speed up. But, um, but, um, but it's called solitaire for a reason. By, it means this, by yourself. By yourself. By yourself. You got to refuel. Anybody you find it, and this is okay. This is not a good or bad. Just wondering just here, if you don't mind participating a little bit. It is, it's, it's solid, solitude is kind of maybe easy for you by nature. Anyone? Yeah. Okay, you're like, yes, two hands. I live in there. Now, that is, you know, I tolerate people, but I live in solitude. Anybody? No. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. D's like. Right? And some of us, maybe, maybe it's not as hard, maybe as easy. But this is the thing. It's not a personality thing. It's not because some people have a propensity, a, a proclivity to this. But the, I'm talking about everybody. We need that, that time. It's something. Anybody ever, um, what, what do you, come on, talk to me. What do you appreciate about, about that solitude? What does that do for you? Come on, talk to me. Reflection. All right. That's a good one. Everybody say reflection. All right. Um, what else? What else is good about getting alone? Just you and God. Quiet. Yes. That's a father talking. Um, yes. He said quiet. All right. Right. Anybody like quiet? Right. Quiet is healthy. You've got to find quiet. Okay. What else? This is good. What else? Come on. Talk to me, guys. Peace. What's it? What else? Energy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you can get, how many of you know work and people and this and that and your budget and this and doing that? How many of you that could get draining? How many of you believe sometimes people can be draining? Yeah. How many of you know your pastor can sometimes be dra a little draining? So, yeah. no, no, not at all. Not me. Right? But things can get draining. Life can get draining. Sometimes just um, look at, how many of you know, um, coming out of a week on Friday, you're like, my goodness, I am tired, right? We have a four-month-old, I think, he's four months, um, and we're tired every day. Um, how you doing, babe? Tired. Babe, is everything okay? Are you all right? You need, no, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just tired, right? Anybody, you're okay, you're just tired sometimes, yeah. Draining, right? So find a place of solitude before the new year. This is important. Here's another scripture. I shared this while we were worshiping and all that a second ago. But if you're taking notes, Psalms 46, verse 10. Look at this. Be still. And in the Hebrew, that means to relax. Look at your, the person next to you. Just tell them, would you please just relax? Just tell them. Just relax. Relax. All right? Look, look at somebody else. Tell somebody else. Chill out. Would you chill out? Just chill out. It's not that big a deal, all right? That's what it means. In the Hebrew, it means to relax. Actually, this word is used as a negative too, and this is interesting. This same Hebrew word in the negative is used for the term lazy, okay? So, so that's the extreme, the extreme nature of this word is in, in the good context, it means to just relax, let go, and have a moment, if I could say this, of lazy before God alone. Don't do anything. Just, just lazy, all right, in a sense. You guys get what I'm saying? I'm saying don't, don't live lazy, but have a moment of lazy. Come on, somebody write that down. 2020, Pastor Sean said to be lazy. <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, I, I did, but have a moment. 
You got to look at why did God create at, on at creation? He rested the seventh day. He didn't need to. He was instituting something that we as humans need. And, and, and the reason we burn out is because we don't relax on a seven-day rhythm. God created, we were innately created with the need to rest every seven days. That's how God made us. And so in your rhythm, you say, Pastor Sean, I haven't had one of those in three years. Well, you need to learn how to relax. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. All right. Be still and know that I'm God. All right. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. God's like, look, I got this whole thing under control. I'm going to be exalted. Chill out. You aren't the savior of the world. Jesus is. All right. Come on now. You don't have to solve everybody's problems. Jesus does that. You don't have to. You don't have to bear the burden of everything. Mama's in here. Come on now. Pray for your children. All right. Pray for them. Just pray for them. Pray for them, be there for them, but you don't have to bear the weight of everything. The Bible says, be still, know that I'm God. And God is saying, in the same context, I'm going to be exalted among the nations. I got the whole nations on lockdown. I got the whole earth on lockdown, as a matter of fact. And what you need to do is be still so you can know me. Come on now. Anybody else? Come on. Uh, every head bowed, every eye closed in here. If you feel like you need to relax a little more, raise your hand. <laughs> People are actually bowing their heads and closing their eyes. I see you peeking. I see you. Right? Come on now. Who in here, for real, you, you think, man, I could relax a little bit more. All right? Some of you are like, no, I actually relax pretty good. I got, that's beautiful. We can learn from you. We can, you know, give me some of that anointing. I'll be honest with you. I don't relax too well. My wife says I'm doing better, though. All right? My wife says I'm doing better. So, all right, I'm doing better. But I don't do it all, all that well. I haven't done it all that well. All right? I need to, I need to chill out and, and learn how to relax. And my wife says I'm doing better. Hallelujah. I keep saying that. My wife says I'm doing better. I'm just, it's encouraging to me. All right. So here it is. Here it is. Here it is. If you're taking notes, isolation. Isolation is unhealthy, but solitude is required in order to be healthy. All right. Isolation is, is um, avoiding things, relationships, avoiding. It's a, it comes from an internal issue. We isolate because of an issue, but we find solitude to deliver us of our issues. You get, you get the difference? Isolation. A man who isolates himself, Bible says, seeks his own desire. So isolation is unhealthy. Somebody say amen. Come on, talk to me in here. But solitude, solitude is required in order to be healthy. All right. Um, does that make sense? All right, here we go. Three things here. Three things you can do in solitude. Real simple, but I just want to give this to you guys, okay? If you're taking notes. I want you to really do this. I, want you, I wanted to really um, share some practical tools here because, you, because this is important. This is, this is really, I believe, yes, the changing of the year, of course, okay, finish strong and, oh, new season, I get all that. But I really feel in the spirit and in what God is saying right now is, is this, is to relax. Learn to find a rhythm of chilling out with God and chilling out in general, just not working. All right? Here it is. Here's three things you can do. Pray. Number one, pray in, in solitude. Uh, here it is. I'm going I'm to give you some of my notes I have under prayer. Release all of 2019 to God in prayer. It's over. All right? It's over. Let it go. Even the good stuff. Move on. Let's, let's do something new. 
Let's do something else. Amen? Here it is. Here's another thing. Here's some other notes. What, what do you mean by pray and release all that? Forgive. We did some of that, I believe, today. Cast your cares and let go of the emotions that are attached to unfavorable situations this year. Uh-huh. Yes, I've got zero amens on that. I'm going to say it again because it feels good preaching the truth. But let go of the emotions and feelings that are attached to unfavorable situations in 2019. All right? Okay? All right? And, and, and here it is. Uh, leave the baggage in 2019. Even if, it's a st- even if it's in faith. Lord, I just let go of this baggage. I let go of this stuff in 2019. I, I leave this here. I'm talking about solitude here. Here's the next one. Thank. <laughs> it's good. need to thank. Somebody say amen. All right, thank. Here's the next one. Thank. Thank and meditate on the word. So pray and think. Here it is. Hit the pause button, all right? And don't think about what you have to do or what you need to do. Think about who he is and who you are in him, all right? Change, right? Let's, let's do this. Think, you know? I, I listened to one leader. I, you guys have probably heard of him, John Maxwell. In his house, he actually had a chair. He called it his thinking chair. I don't have that privilege in my house. My kids sit in everything. I don't have my chair. It's one of the things I need to let go of in 2019 is I don't have, a, I don't have like a dad chair. I need to, like one that... You know what I'm saying? Like, it's got some kind of, like, mechanism. Give me a massage or something. <laughs> Come on now. Believing for new things in 2020. I got a vision of relaxing in a dad chair. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, my dad always had a dad chair. Like, what's, what's up with this generation? My dad had a dad chair, and he had his dog sitting there, and he just, you know. It's like, dude needs something with a lever. Like, we feel like we're in control. Like, yeah. Come on now, I, don't, I do not have a dad chair, babe. I'm just saying I don't have a dad chair. All right, just kidding. But here it is. No, really, he has a thinking chair. And so he'd go into this study, and he'd, that's what he'd do. He'd sit there and think, and he would get a lot of his book ideas. He's, re- he's a prolific, one of the most prolific leadership authors of the last two generations, right? Literally. Uh, and he had a chair where he'd just think and just take notes, just think. So come on now, that's, this, is, this is part of it. But also thinking, meditating on the word. Hit the pause button. Here we go. I'm going to read some of my notes. And don't think about what you have to do. Think about who he is and who you are in him. Here it is. Meditate on the word, as the Bible says. When, um, when Moses died and Joshua was about to take over, think about it. That's a transition. And what did God say to him? Meditate on the word day and night. So he was saying, yo, Joshua, you're about to take some land. Moses didn't. He's going to die on that side. You're going to cross the Jordan. But before you do that, think. Think. Meditate, okay, on the word, all right? Also, the Bible says, you know, as a man thinks, so is he. That's right. As he thinks, so is he. Here's the third one. Real quick. Prophesy. Hallelujah. Pray, think, and prophesy. Speak. Use your mouth. So, so speak words of life over yourself and the new year. Come on now. Come on, take the word and speak it. Don't, don't absorb the negative. Speak what the word says. Don't absorb all of 2019 and think, oh, man, just another year. You know, like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Come on, don't get an Eeyore spirit. You need a Tigger spirit. Come on now. You guys need to YouTube Winnie the Pooh. You know what I'm talking about. Tigger, he has his own song. 
You know, like, I'm just saying, like, prophesy words of life, the word over yourself in your new year. Here's an example. I am going to accomplish what God has designed for me to do. I'm prophesying. I am victorious and triumphant in 2020. I am going to put my hands to something, and whatever I touch is going to be blessed. I'm going to look at my wife, and she's going to be like, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. I'm prophesying to my 2020. All right, some of y'all know that song. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good. That's what my wife sings to me every day. In my dreams, I'm prophesying. She's going to sing me some songs in the new year. Jesus. Right? Come on, you got to prophesy. Uh, Lord, I'm a, Lord, thank you. I'm going to look, prophesy the word. I'm going to meditate on the word day and night. I'm going to be careful to do all that's written in it. And I'm going to find my way prosperous. And I'm going to have good success. What makes you think that? The word does. I'm going to think it, but I'm going to say it. I, like I said last week, you want to change the way you think, you got to change the way you talk. All right? You want to change your direction, change your mouth. Your mouth is, the Bible says, a rudder. Out of it can't come blessing and cursing. Let blessing, you know, it's our choice. That we, that's a, we, a small rudder controls a big ship. Your tongue controls your future. In God, you speak. So in solitude, pray, release, give this to God, right? Think, meditate. Who is God in me? What am I going to do? And, and then you prophesy. All right, you don't need to be a prophet to prophesy. You don't need to be on the prayer team to prophesy. You don't need to be the super spiritual person to prophesy. You just need to take the word and say it. Come on, open your mouth and say something. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, right? Say so, say so. Andre Crouch, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. All right, I just heard a song in my spirit right there. See, you start saying, you know what? Check it out. When the when Hebrew when Hebrew people read the, the, the covenant, the Torah, they sing it. There's a rhythm. Like, you got to say the word. It's not enough to read it. You got to say it. It's not enough to meditate mentally and think on it. You got to say it. Actually, the word meditate in Hebrew is actually a, a where it means to mutter. So meditation accompanies your mouth. It's not just, mm. no, it's taking the word and saying it over your life. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do through me this year. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, you're moving on my life. Thank you, Lord, your Holy Spirit's going to move. Thank you, Lord, my kids are going to succeed in everything they do. Thank you, Lord, you're going to keep us. Thank you, Lord, you're moving on us. Thank you, Lord, I'm going to hear your voice in the new year. Thank you, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to come underneath your hand, and you're going to direct my steps. Thank you, Lord, that my steps are ordered of the Lord. Thank you, God, that, that I have the full armor of God. And thank you, Lord, throughout this year, I'm going to have on the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. I have the sword of the Spirit, the shield of faith my feet are prepared with the preparation of the gospel of peace i have my loins my belt of truth on my loins girt about with truth a breastplate of righteous lord i'm walking in the armor i'm strong in the lord and then the power of his mind that's what you got to do right there i was prophesying the word come on now if you you better be the one saying the word over yourself because not everybody's going to say it tv ain't going to say it to you billboards aren't going to say it to you social media definitely ain't going to say it to you unless you follow some people that got a word and they post it but come on now you got to say it come on let's look at your neighbor and tell them say something what are the three things we do in solitude number one is pray number two is number three is all right pray think prophesy say those three say pray think prophesy 
Okay, here it is. Here's the next point right here. Write your future down. Write it down. I, uh, just this morning, I was writing things down for my future. Like my wife's going to sing me songs every day. Sing me sweet love songs. Tell me how amazing I am. Because my love language is words of affirmation. <laughs> my wife's like, I don't know if I'm going to follow through on that to the T, but... No, but seriously, I did. I wrote some things down. I wrote some things down. Do you guys want to hear some of mine? Here we go. Um, be, I was filtering which ones I wanted to read to y'all. Uh, become a smarter leader. I want to be smarter in, in 2020. Anybody want to be smarter? I'm going to get to how I'm going to do this, but that's, that's another one is... I want to lose a little weight. I'm not going to tell you how many pounds I put, but I did. All right? Why y'all laughing? Stop. These are my goals. Right? Um, what else? You guys want to hear another one? I want to, um, uh, I want to be able to save a certain amount of money. It's a goal. Come on. Somebody say Stewardship. I tell my kids three things you do with money. They can tell you. Ask them. They'll tell you the three. Give, save, then buy something. Give, save, then buy something. So, that's, yeah, yeah, write it down. Write it down. Give, save. <laughs> Come on now, Ty. They got these piggy banks that are full of coins. So I'm going to go get a coin machine, and we're going to like, I'm looking forward to it, as you can tell. And then we're going to break it out, and we're going to say, okay, we're going to tithe 10% of this. And then you're going to save some. Then you could buy something. Somebody say amen. So that's a goal I have, all right, a goal. Those are some practical goals, just a few there, all right? Write your vision down. Here it is, Habakkuk 2.2. Habakkuk 2.2. Then the Lord answered and said, write the vision, write the vision, write it down. Some of you might be like, man, it's kind of awkward. It's kind of weird. I've never done this. Write it down. Write it down. All right. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. What it was, if you read this in context, the prophet was complaining about the state of Israel. And God said, okay, there's problems. Write it down then. Write a vision down. Write down what I tell you. He was complaining, per se, in prayer to God. And God's like, okay, write the vision and make it plain on tablets. That if, you got, if you want to get this nation out of this mess, you need to write the vision. Make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. You got to write it down. I'm giving you some practical things. Number one, find a place of solitude before the new year. I gave you some keys in there. In, the, in those keys, you got, to think, you got to pray, think, prophesy. Number two, write your future down. Look at this. God made sure his word was written. Right? He wrote it. He wrote it and gave it to him. He made sure the holy text was written, literally written. I've, um, you know, and I just shared some of the things I've written down. All right? Um, here it is. Here's my next point. We're almost done. You guys all right? You guys getting up some of this? Look at your neighbor and tell him I'm going to end strong. Okay, I'm going to finish strong. Say it again. Say, I'm going to finish strong. Okay, First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. We're almost done. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. We give thanks to God always for all you, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith. Somebody say work. Work of faith. Labor of love. Somebody say labor. And patience of hope. Somebody say patience. 
Everybody say work. work. Say labor. labor. Say patience. Labor. Say work. work. Labor. labor. Patience. Okay, in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of our God and Father, knowing, beloved brethren, your, your, your election by God. Here's my third point. Commit to do what you've written down. And I'm going to break it down. Commit to do it. All right? Commit to do it. A dream without work is a fantasy. All right? Don't, if you just write it down, it's a fantasy. If you take action steps to do it, it is um, a true vision. All right? You, you want to take action. Somebody say amen. You got to take action. Here it is. James chapter 2, verse 18 to 20. But someone uh, will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. You believe there's one God, you do well. Even the demons believe in trouble. But do you want to know, oh foolish man? Here it is. That faith without works is dead. Work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope. If, when you write your vision down, you write this stuff down, write it down. You got to commit to do what you've written down, okay? And, and here, I want me to share some of the things I'm going to do. No? Yes? Okay. Thank you, Gabby, for wanting to hear what I want to do. So, uh, I'm going to lose a little weight. All right? Go ahead, laugh. That's fine. No. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, brother. But this is what I'm going to do, though. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? My wife got me a juicer, like one of those bullet juicers. Yeah. All right? Yeah, ooh. That doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to lose weight. But, um, but one thing, yeah, I just want to kind of, I just want to get a little healthier. All right? And so one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going um, to go to the skate park at least once a week. Now, if that's a way to lose weight, you know what I'm saying? Because I actually want to do that. Um, but that is a cardiovascular core exercise actually. It's very core, you know, you're like, you know, it's, and uh, it's cardio, all right? I'm going to get my cardio in, I'm going to get my core exercise in, right? And I'm going to lose um, X amount of pounds. <laughs> now, this is the thing. Uh, here, you guys want another one? Okay. Um, become a smarter leader. I'm going to read one leadership book a month. I'm socially committing now. You guys, I'm now I'm accountable to all of you. Oh, look. So um, hold me accountable, all right? Uh, so, that, so here it is. The, there's two type of goals here. There's outcome goals. I want to lose weight. There's a process goal. What am I going to do to actually achieve that goal? And that's go to the skate park. Woo woo. <laughs> so when you see me on social media, you're like, oh, Pastor Shaw's dropping the pounds. <laughs> right? Um, and so once again, my outcome is I want to be smarter. I don't have control over being smarter. Actually, I took this goal from D, because uh, was this in Financial Peace Connect Group? Yeah, and D's like, D wanted to, D had a goal, and her process goal, I think she reads more books than me a month, though, but who cares? It doesn't matter. It's my goal, and I'm proud of myself, all right? No, but really, but uh, just be, wanting to be a better leader is, is great. It's a great, it's wow, that's awesome. You go get them. What are you going to do? Uh, one thing I'm going to do is commit, commit, commit to read one book a month. And I believe, hopefully, that that will connect the dots, right? Um, and so hopefully the skateboarding will connect the dots to losing a little weight. You guys, get, you guys getting this? So there it is. Faith is putting it down. Works is doing something to get there. All right? You guys with me? Somebody say finish strong. All right, there we go. All right? So um, write it down. Commit, you know. 
Um, and two types of goals. I'm going to give this to you. If you're taking notes, this is good stuff. Outcome goals is what you desire to achieve at the finish line. It's the outcome. It's beautiful. Write it down. But here it is. I'm going to encourage you. I'm a, pa- I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor here. I'm going, to, I'm going to give you some tools here. Don't just write the outcome down. Write down the process you're going to do to fulfill the outcome. Amen? If somebody says, man, I want to, I want to um, get this much, I want to close this many deals. Well, there's something, no, I know there's some salespeople in here. I believe there are, there are certain things you can do that can help you get to that. You say, man, I want to close um, 10 deals by June or whatever it is. And you say, okay, well, then that means I need to get on the phone X amount of times before that date or whatever it is, however it is you, amen? And so somebody say outcome and process. So the process goal, I'm going to define it for you here. What you will do every week that you believe will cause you to achieve the outcome. Amen? All right, is this too practical for you? Okay, so once again, I'm almost done here. Find a place of solitude before the new year. Pray, think, prophesy, write your future down. I say that with conviction, write it down. Somebody say, I want a healthier marriage, amazing. Then you need to, you need to have date night written on you need date nights in your calendar yep no witnesses on that one (laughs) write your future down commit to do what you've written down amen all right two kinds of goals here's my last point and i'm closing this is my third closing Make healthy your ultimate New Year's resolution. Okay? In every area of your life, health trumps everything. Success, there's people successfully that are extremely unhealthy. Come on now. I believe what God did, the moving of His Spirit, is help making us healthy, preparing us. Make healthy, marriage healthy. Personal life healthy. In my context, my leadership, healthy. My, uh, me being a father, healthy. Uh, my business, if you're a business, healthy. Just healthy. Not overly driven and unhealthy. Not uber financially successful, but unhealthy. Praise God for financial success. Part of um, a grace and, and God's goodness on our life. It's, it's, you're working hard. You're grace. You're good at what you do. Praise God. But let's make healthy the ultimate goal. My ultimate goal for this community in the new year is healthy because healthy things grow. It's not growth. Growth is not the goal. My goal is your growth, your growth, your spiritual growth. My goal as a pastor is your spiritual growth, me just giving a piece of it, me encouraging it, me me challenging you to grow. That is my goal. My goal is health. Healthy things grow as a result. Is that right? My goal for my children is that they're healthy. Not that they get straight A's. I don't even think they get A's yet or like that kind of great. My, honestly, my ultimate goal for my children is that they are healthy people, spiritually healthy. They have, a, they have an understanding of who Christ is and all that, but then also just emotionally healthy, relationally healthy, that, that, they, that they discipline themselves, that they, that they clean up the mess after they leave it. My goal is health. Um, we, were, um, we went to lunch somewhere recently around here, 
and the kid, we were hanging out outside, and the kids were in the little planter box throwing rocks out of it, like into the parking lot. And I like let them play like that for a while, but I was like, there's no way I'm going to get in the car and let them leave it like that. So I went over there, and I was like, hey, guys, we're going to put the rocks back in the planter, right? Somebody say amen. It's good dad stuff right there. So, of course, Crystal Gale was warm and cozy in the car with Luca, and I was out there. No, but really healthy. Like, okay, it's cool, yeah. I let them get a little rambunctious, maybe a little too rambunctious sometimes, just my nature, just giving them room to be that in a sense. But I, I'm going to follow up. I'm going to be like, hey, you're going to put these back in here because you can't just leave stuff like that and move on. That, I, want, I want to instill that in them. That, that's healthy. Amen? Clean up your mess before you leave. Don't just leave a mess. Just tear up the place and walk out. All right? Um, it's not easy having children that age, but... The goal, somebody say healthy. Look at your neighbor and say, tell them, I don't know what your goal is. You, I don't know what your goal is, but mine is healthy. Philippians chapter 2, last scripture and we're close. You guys glad you came to church today? Yeah. I, I, I'm blessed that you guys are here. I mean, especially on a day like this, you know, Christmas and all that. I'll be honest with you, I had feelings of wanting to stay home. <laughs> and, and, and I'm so glad I came. God responded. Not that I would have stayed home. Not that, I, not that I have that choice. I'd be in trouble with God and you guys. Be like, what kind of pastor is that? Next week we'll have the Sunday off, Sabbath Sunday. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Church kids are like, what? That is a sin. Do not rest on the Sabbath, pastor. I have no Sabbath. <laughs> just kidding, I do. All right, here we go. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. Before, therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Here it is. This is what healthy is all about. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. Healthy. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Somebody say Healthy. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, somebody say healthy, but also for the interests of others, somebody say healthy. We want to be healthy people in the new year. Make that your goal. Line up your goals that they all point to healthy, right? Maybe some of your goals need to be, you know what? I need to set boundaries around these certain people in the new year because it's unhealthy. And I need to create stronger connections with the healthy people, healthy goal. And what are you going to do? What is your, what is your, what is your process with that? You're going to connect, commit to step outside your comfort zone and connect to people that are healthy, that can bring healthy, emotional environments and experiences to you. Somebody say amen. amen. Here it is. Love God, love people, love yourself. That's healthy. Say love God, love people, love yourself. Right? Love your neighbor as yourself. You can't love people if you don't love yourself. You got to love yourself. All right? So love God, love people, love yourself. The greatest commandments are all about healthy. The first commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Somebody say healthy. Love your neighbor as yourself. Somebody say healthy. God's whole blueprint of the commandments is to create a healthy person, to live a healthy life so they can reproduce or pass on healthy Proverbs 4.23, and I'm going to close with this. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Somebody say healthy. 
Keep your heart. Thank you for listening to the message. If you've been encouraged and inspired, give us a great review and share it with a friend today. Also, if you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our powerful weekend gatherings. For more info and directions, follow us at My Sanctuary LA. Be blessed.